0: Thank you. consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. My Story Living with Lupus podcast is officially trademarked, all rights reserved. Thank you for joining me for another episode of my story, Living with lupus. I'm your host, Susan Hendricks, and I'm so glad that you could join me on this Friday. Today's discussion is all about fatty acids. That's right. A science report states that fatty acids can slow down an overheated immune system. So, you know what I want you to do. That's right. Grab your cup of coffee, your cup of tea, and to all my listeners late at night, you know, grab your favorite glass of wine and join the conversation right here on My Story, Living with Luke. Harvest Aquaponics, planting seeds to grow food and creating opportunities for people and families. You can contact this nonprofit organization at www.abundantharvestaquaponics.org. If you would like to appear on an episode of My Story Living with Lupus, you can contact us at mystorylivingwithlupus at gmail.com. Also visit us on our Instagram page and also our website, My Story Living with Lupus. Thank you for joining me back. You know, um, researchers um, have come up with a theory that fatty acids can slow down an overheated immune system. The sting protein, this S-T-I-N-G, is normally an important part of our immune system. But in some autoimmune diseases, it is itself the source of the disease now the pharmaceutical industry is therefore engaged in a race to find a drug that can inhibit sting s t i n g now researchers may have found it you know sometimes the bodies otherwise intelligent Immune system mistakenly attacks the body's healthy tissues by responding to infections that do not exist. This causes chronic inflammation and leads to diseases, including lupus, better known as SLE. Now, when the immune system overreacts, And this is what happens when the body activates the sting protein. Now, researchers from Aherst University have discovered that a new type of fatty acid can slow down the overactive protein. This has opened a new path that may possibly end with a treatment Of diseases for which there are currently no effective treatments. The results have just been published in the scientific journal. Now, is there hope for treatment of life-threatening diseases? Well, the discovery is relevant in connection with all autoimmune diseases related to sting but in particular for patients suffering from the disease SAVI. Sting associated vasculopathy with onset and infancy. The disease was first discovered in 2014 and it is therefore still uncertain how many people suffer from it. Patients with SAVI are born with a genetic defect that causes sting to become chronically overactive, which makes them very ill. Unlike many other autoimmune diseases, the disease already affects the patients in infancy, leading to stunted growth, psoriasis-like rashes on the skin, and impaired lung function. The treatment currently available to treat the disease is poor and the disease itself is life-threatening. Now, to further clarify what the Sting protein is, Sting is a 379 amino Acid protein consisting of several transmembrane regions. This is expressed in various endothelial and epithelial cell types as well as in hematopoietic cells such as T cells. Now, we know that. One of the major roles of the immune system is to discriminate self from non-self and to protect organisms from pathogens and other foreign invaders. To do this, it employs an elaborate system of sensors dedicated to detect foreign molecules, so-called danger signals now when it comes to we left off on hope for treatment of life-threatening diseases our results bring hope that we can develop effective medicine for affected children we also hope that the discovery can be of significance for the treatment of lupus which is an inflammatory disease of the connected tissue where sting also plays a role it also well let me put it this way it affects up to 50 out of every 100,000 people, primarily women. Now, path to medicine may be shorter. The result comes after three years of work, during which time the researchers have added the new fatty acid to living cells from savvy patients and laboratory tests. Here they could see that the sting stops forming the substances that start the inflammation. Now, despite the fact that there is still a long way to go before we know for certain whether this is also the cause, well, the case, i should say when testing on humans a sting inhibiting substance is really good news among researchers and in the pharmaceutical industry which has spent a lot of time looking for just this the fatty acid is already formed naturally in our bodies therefore it will potentially be less difficult to develop a form of medication compared to if it were an artificially manufactured substance. Now, at the same time, the fatty acid is already in the process of being tested as medication. And though it may be necessary to alter it a little in order to get it to work specifically on stain. The long and complicated process of developing a form of medication may nevertheless be shorter. This material was provided by Aherst University. He is the author of Positive Energy 24-7 and his latest book, It Was Destined, Urban Legend. He's Detroit's own author, Henry Long. To purchase an autographed copy of his book and to purchase his e-book, go to Right rightpath Two Four Seven dot com that's w-r-i-t-e p-a-t-h 247 dot com you can also follow speaker, entrepreneur, and creator of Right Side of 50, Life Lessons with Sheila Smith. To book her for your next empowerment conference, contact her at rightside50 at gmail.com or call 404-447- 6897 You know there's a study out that states people with lupus are 3 times more likely to use opioids to control pain. What are your thoughts on that? Now, despite limited evidence that opioids reduce pain, in people with rheumatic diseases, a study has found that nearly one in three adults with systemic lupus erythematosus, better known as SLE, use prescription opioids for pain control, with two thirds of them using these medications for longer than one year. The study prescription opioid use in patients with and without systemic lupus erythematosus, Michigan lupus epidemiology, and surveillance program, twenty fourteen through twenty fifteen, was published in the morbidity and mortality weekly report by the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. In general, opioids are not recommended for pain control in rheumatic diseases such as lupus. How many of you knew that? In addition to the risk of addiction, and other serious health consequences, these medications are not considered effective at controlling pain in these conditions. Now, despite this, opioids are sometimes prescribed for lupus-related pain. In the new study, researchers wanted to find out how frequently opioids are used by people with lupus now with the current opioid epidemic and the evolving guidance related to opioid prescribing they wanted to determine current levels of prescription opioid use in lupus the researchers conducted structured interviews with 462 people with SLE from the population-based Michigan Lupus Epidemiology and Surveillance Cohort and 192 people without the condition living in the same geographical area. Now, the SLE group had a relatively higher proportion of females and unemployed people and higher rates of symptoms such as fibromyalgia, anxiety, and depression. In total, 143, 31% people with SLE and 15, which is 8%, without the condition, use prescription opioids in the period between 2014 and 2015 which is a statistically significant difference the median duration of opioid use was three years among users with lupus 68% had been on opioids for more than a year, and 22% were using two or more opioids simultaneously. Overall, SLE patients were three times more likely to use opioids than controls. After accounting for demographic psychosocial and clinical factors. These findings were alarming because one in three patients with lupus were using a prescription opioid with the majority of those for longer than a year even though opioids may not be providing benefits and have harmful side effects. This level of opioid use signals a need for healthcare providers to consider effective non-opioid pain management strategies in these patients and to familiarize themselves with guidelines for opioid tapering and discontinuation when appropriate now when I was first diagnosed with lupus, yes, they had me on opioids. I didn't like it. I stopped it myself. And currently, I'm now taking black cumin oil. That keeps my inflammation down. I don't get any prescriptions from the doctors because I have not been in any pain since I've been on this oil. So if you are thinking about increasing whatever medication that you're on, ask the doctor about you taking an alternative um, measure, such as the black human seed oil I tell you it works wonders for me I'm no longer in that constant pain so you think about that um also we have to stay active to keep our muscles and joints moving I know you may be saying how can I stay active on an And I'm in pain. You can stay active when you're not in pain. You don't push yourself that hard. But there's other alternatives that you can do to help you to taper off some of these medications that the doctors have had you on or have you on currently. So think about that. Well, it's that time. thank you so much for joining me for another episode of my story living with lupus before i go i want to tell you this never allow the odds to keep you from doing what you know in your heart you were meant to do you see, your current situation is giving you an opportunity to reevaluate what you want. I'm your host, Susan Hendricks, for my story, Living with Lupus. Go check out our website, follow us on YouTube and also check us out on Instagram you have a most enjoyable weekend and I'll see you next week for another episode Or others, as always, consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. My story, living with lupus, podcast is officially trademarked. All rights reserved.